You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Epic Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Blair Sealinger, and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you discussing today's topic, vocations. As we've said in previous shows, the name EPIC is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and it reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it out. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. We also have podcasts. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about things that you face and affect your everyday life. Okay, so let's introduce our participants today. Hi, I'm Miriam. Hi, I'm Charles. Hi, I'm Gloria. Hello, I'm Matthew. Hi, I'm Father Phil Ty. I'm Andrew Nichols. And I'm also Matthew. Great. Well, it's great to have you all here. Thank you so much for dedicating um, some time to doing this. So let's start by talking about what a vocation actually is. Can somebody speak a little bit about that? Uh, I guess I can take it. So a vocation is what God calls you to do in life. What and like a vocation, for example, would like be married life or single life or the priesthood. Those are those are pretty common examples, but they're usually um, jobs, kind of an assignment, you could say, that God gave you at birth, that uh, He knows that you'll be the happiest in. So a lot of you might be wondering, um, how do I start looking for my vocation, or just in general? What does a vocation mean to me? And I think that's something that we're looking to he- to discuss today here. I think you had a really good point, Drew, that you said everyone was given a vocation when God created them. Um, I don't know if that's something that is a message that we really receive a lot today, that we have a purpose or that um, we even have a direction or that there's something that we're meant to do with our lives. So... Um, I wonder if you guys see that a lot in school or at all in school. Yeah, definitely um, that idea of like not really having a purpose, just do whatever you want is very present in society. Um, And it's important to understand that vocation sometimes is kind of more than just, it's not just like the job that God gives you. Sometimes you might be you might find that you really want to be a teacher or that you really like doing this or community service so you're like you become like a minister or something it's not necessarily your job it's 
kind of like what your job can be ordered to, what your life is ordered to. It's how you can dedicate your entire life and lay down yourself for God. I, I love that definition, and I think we're really fortunate today to have Father Ty with us, who is the Director of Vocations in Raleigh. Could you speak a little bit about what you do and what your role is? Sure. Thanks, Blair. My assignment for the Diocese of Raleigh is to help young people listen to God and find out what He's asking of them. Vocations are born in silence in the interior life, so we learn a lot of prayers from our moms and dads. and. The purpose of our really growing up in a, in a home in the domestic church is that we come to understand that God loves us and that He calls us. And if we take the time to really spend time with God, studying His Word, learning more and more about our faith, and learning how to build an interior life, to develop our interior life, it's there in that interior life that God speaks to each man and woman and reveals to them what it is His call. And that is, as Drew said, that's where someone's deep happiness comes from. So like marriage or priesthood or any type of religious life? Yes. um, There's four principal vocations. Uh, The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, meaning to call. It's God's call. And there are principally four ways in which God calls a young man or a young woman. married life for most people, but then a religious life, consecrated life, or the priesthood. And then within those four vocations, um, people can have avocations, which are usually driven by their charisms. Maybe they're good working with the sick, or maybe they're good at teaching, or maybe they're good at mathematics or astronomy. Um, This is where the vocation gets lived out. So for instance, you've got Jesuits who, they have some great teachers. They also have some great astronomers. You have people like Mother Teresa's order, a great love for the poor and a care for the sick. Or diocesan priests, they take care of families like your family and my family. I think that um, for a lot of you guys out there, and I don't know if it's something also present at school, but like Father Ty was saying, you have to, it's born in silence. And a lot of the time our world is just filled with noise and we never have the opportunity to sit back and reflect and ask ourselves the question, what is it God could be calling me to do? So I think that to overcome that, that's something that we definitely need to make time for. It's not something that just happens all at once. You have to make time for it. You have to be patient. Well, if you're living in a busy life and a busy family, how do you, how do you guys go about getting this quiet time for yourself? Well, you have to make it, you know. Your busy life, you have to actually uh, set time apart from yourself that you can be in quiet prayer that God will actually talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you can totally get sucked in and not even realize it. If you don't say, I am going to sit down and pray, then you're probably not going to be able to get to it, especially if you're a busy high school student or a busy mom or a busy anyone. You have to set a time and be patient. It's not going to come easy. A lot of times, you know, you might be like super stressed, but you're going to say like, I'm going to sit down, so I'm going to sit down and pray. And then you might be thinking about everything you have to do, but you just got to try to do it. And 
through that silence, especially trying to turn off your phone, maybe not, it's incredible how much time you save actually deleting Instagram or just not <laughs> using it for a little bit. You might think, I'm so busy. Well, you're not that busy if you spend a lot of time just scrolling through a phone. Um, so maybe turning off the screen for a little bit, just sitting by yourself, just trying to figure it out is a good way to start. Miriam, I agree with you. I think a lot of times people don't ask that first question, what is the best use of my time? Hmm. And taking the time to be honest with yourself and say, what's really the best use of my time? I'll have to admit it wasn't until probably my 10th year in the priesthood. And then I struggled with my prayer life. Even as a priest, I str still struggle with it. Um, so there was a retreat master who, who he made this one phrase and it has stuck with me ever since. It, it just kind of pierced me to the heart. He said, until you recognize that prayer is the best use of your time, you'll never find time to pray. Hmm. And I feel like intertwined with the prayer life is also patience, right? I mean, I think most of us, and I hope you would agree with this, Father Ty, that we, sometimes we grow into our vocation, it seems like. You know, we're being prepared. Yes. You don't just wake up and become a teacher or a priest or, or any office of the church, really. It's it's more of a, a lifestyle that you're living. God's building you. You know, he's using circumstances or experiences or occupations, jobs. He's using that to prepare you for what will bring the happiness along with bringing what God has intended for you to become all along, it seems like. I think, too, a lot of times people deal with fears, and if they get into a habit of bringing their fears into prayer, they'll realize that God's going to reduce the fear that maybe is either uh, paralyzing them, or in some cases, fear is a good motivator. Like, you know, I don't want to go to hell, for instance. So I really strive to be holy. Um, but, but, but more, I think more importantly for a lot of people, uh, fears, um, what other people are going to think, uh, all the fears that we get attacked with are things that can kind of paralyze us. Well, if we realize that prayer is a place where we go and God says to us, like he said to his disciples so many times in the scriptures, do not be afraid. That's a place where we really grow in courage and we really grow in realizing that we have our best friend, our companion, the Lord with us. And he wants to walk with us right into the things that kind of paralyze it because he, he desires that we come to know freedom, true freedom. Yeah, and um, on the topic of patience and fear, um, I remember talking about this with somebody and um, she said that for most of the vocations at this point in our lives as high school students, as college students, for a lot of the vocations, you might not necessarily, if you feel called to them, you might not necessarily be able to act on them like right away. Um, so she said that a lot of times, especially for high school students, um, she said that when you feel it, it's like God is opening a door for you, but it's not necessarily time to go through them, through the door. So it doesn't, it's not like fear inducing, like, you gotta go run to your vocation right now, just leave everything behind, everything, like right now it's immediate. It's like God's just like starting to whisper, like maybe this is an option. Here, like let me open this door for you and you might walk through it someday. So it's about like patience, learning to accept it, not 
being scared of it, just being open to that call, trying to hear what he's saying, trying to figure it out. And I think listening a lot to your own interior, your own emotions. Like if you think about marriage and you're, you're experiencing joy and excitement and those, ver- those responses, those emotional responses are really present to you. Or if you're thinking about the priesthood and it's increasing in you a sense of joy or a sense of peace, you have to listen to those things. It doesn't mean you have, like you said, act immediately, but you do want to acknowledge them while you're in prayer. I think like what you were saying about being open is so important because a lot of the times if you do start feeling called, I know for me at least when I started to be open to God, I was scared because I was like, well, what if he calls me to something I cannot do? And I think that's a question that a lot of youth ask themselves or even a lot of adults when they're discerning any any vocation is what if I can't do it? What if I fail at it? But the fact of the matter is God wouldn't call you to do it unless he knew that you could do it, that he was going to be there with you through it. Well, how did you come to that realization, Gloria? It wasn't all at once. Um, for me, it, it took a couple years. Um, honestly, it was, a, it was a process of growing in your relationship with God and saying, okay, yes, Lord, I'll do what you want. Um, I'm open to whatever your will is. And honestly, for the longest time, I wasn't open because I wasn't sure what I was being called to. And having that openness changes everything having that trust of okay god whatever it is you want me to do i'll do it and just starting you know with jesus i trust in you as a daily prayer Mm. i think is super important Mm -hmm. i think sometimes too people think about um seminary when they're thinking about the priesthood and they feel like they have to have the whole decision already made before they go into seminary and especially with our collegians we tell them you know a decision to go to seminary is not a final decision to become a priest it's a place where you entrust yourself to mother church and specific priests who are trained in formation at the seminary um, and they'll help you further discern we have a lot of guys who go into college and they end up coming out of college because they come to discover they're called a married life. And there's no shame in that. But the beautiful thing about seminary is there are trained formators there, priests with specific skill sets to assist young men, and in convents as well, to assist young women to discern what that call is from God, ultimately getting them there so that their will is in union with God's will. And that's where that peace comes from. I really like that you said that because I think a theme that we've been talking about is like that all or nothing sometimes it feels like oh well if I make a misstep like I'm done for like if I go into the priesthood then I really need to be sure that I'm I'm gonna be a priest you know let me tr- let tr- trust me Blair I've made many a missteps <laughs> in my life but God God is so powerful he can work with our missteps in our life you know he is all powerful he's also omnipotent he knows sometimes that he is gradually revealing to us, and as long as we're patient with him, he's going to reveal to us. I mean, he's not going to leave us someplace where we're not supposed to be. He's constantly going to call us, and he doesn't stop calling, which is kind of a cool thing. It seems like part of the aspect is he's just readying us constantly. He's constantly preparing us. You know, it seems like, like again, and I know we have touched on this before about jumping into our vocation immediately, right? You know, but the thing is, we're not all in the same spot. I mean, spiritually speaking, we're growing constantly. And so until we're ready, 
to really be inserted into whatever he desires for us. You know, all the little things along the way, even the missteps you were talking about, those are all just little graces that we that he can work with. You know, he's constantly giving grace. And I feel like he's putting that all together. He's, he's completing the work that he's begun in us. I think college students feel the same thing when they're filling out applications for college and they're mm-hmm. wondering, you know, they're visiting schools. And maybe some of the, those who are in high school right now might be able to share a little bit about what that's like. Because I know you get a lot of pressure from people like, where are you going? What's your major going to be? And all that pressure is on you. But really, you're sorting these things out in your heart and you're finding out who you can trust to talk with about it. So are there any who are kind of going through that right now? Well, oh, sorry. I was, what I was going to say is I've kind of figured out where I'm going to go to college, which is you know Catholic school in, in Michigan. But there was, you're right. There was a lot of pressure that, well, you should go to a state school. You don't need to move that far away. It's cheaper. It's less expensive, which isn't always the case. But I, I do think it's important to discern what it is that your God is calling you to go into, be it radio, be it the religious life, be it any career because that there there is a purpose for you and there it is important to discern what that purpose is well as a um, high a public school student that uh, it's go do the best you can on this test you'll get into the best school you know and that's not always the case you know you're gonna fail at life and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah but you know it's all about a learning process you you have to take steps to learn what you want to do and that can be to the seminary if you're feel like you're called to be a priest or to a a catholic school to be closer to your faith while in college or go to california if you want to just to be away from family you know but that's your decision and it's hopefully going to be led by God yeah you'll find that God is working Uh, he's on your side so you don't have to worry about it Um, there's my sister she was planning to go to college in the United States in Chicago Um, and then about a month after all the deadlines for confirming it to every college where you that you're gonna go to college um, her college called and said that they were closing and so she wasn't gonna be able to go to college um, and the only college left was the college she had applied to in Spain <laughs> um, so she ended up flying to Spain she chose her major on like the first day of class she had no idea now she is like in love with her major she loves it so much she it's like her favorite thing in the world um, and so it's really it's helping me like her story is helping me as I'm trying to decide because I mean I'm a junior I'm taking the SAT I'm slowly (laughs) starting the senior year process and it's kind of dawning on me that this is I'm gonna be making like really big decisions and I'm kind of hyperventilating sometimes but (laughs) then I remember my sister and I remember you know he's there god is there and he's working with me and um it's scary but it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't scary so um (laughs) you just gotta you just gotta get through it and it's just listening to god and trying to trying to figure out what he wants you to do and trying to work with that 
Thanks for sharing that experience that your sister had with Mm -hmm. us. I'm sure a lot of listeners can be helped by that comfort that, you know, if you are seeking God, like things are going to work out in in the best way in the end. Um, So that's about all the time we have today. We do want to encourage you to take some quiet time this week. Try to do five minutes every day. Um, Maybe try to increase that as the week goes on, but to just try to take some quiet time in prayer and think about vocations. What is my vocation and how can I continue to pursue this vocation? Um, So thank you for tuning in with us. Um, Remember to check out our website, epicdmr.org, and send us your questions. Um, Father Ty, could you close us in prayer? Sure. I'd also invite anybody who might be uh, discerning where God may be calling them to look also to the vocations website, uh, which is ncpriest.org, ncpriest.org. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we firmly trust that you have a calling for each one of us, for you have known us in the womb before the dawn when we were conceived. And it is from that moment that you have been drawing us to yourself. So help us to be open to you, to the movements of the Spirit in us. Deepen our experiences of prayer so that we may come to know you, that we may place our hand in yours and walk with you so that you may help us to know you, to love you, and serve you all the days of our life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Dominic Savio. Pray Pray for for us. us. You can find more on our website, epicdmr.org.